as the nation closes in on the first contest of 2024. One of Donald Trump's most vocal Republican critics is offering a very chilling new assessment of what his second presidency would actually look like if, if he's reelected. Here's CNN's Kristen Holmes. A fresh warning from a leading critic of Donald Trump about the danger posed by the former president to American democracy. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. Those comments come as Trump attempts to turn the table on such warnings. Joe Biden is not the defender of American democracy. The former president, who is facing felony charges over his attempts to overturn the 2020 election, claiming President Joe Biden is the real risk to the country. Joe Biden is the destroyer of American democracy. It's him and his people. They're the wreckers of the American dream. A spokesman for the Biden campaign calling Trump's comments a, quote, desperate attempt at distraction. Trump's attacks come as Biden and his allies frame the 2024 election as a choice between democracy and authoritarianism, signaling how both candidates are increasingly focused on a potential general election rematch even as the first votes in the Republican nominating contest won't be cast for another six weeks. We have to stand up for American values embedded in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, because we know that MAGA extremists have already proven they won't. We have to stand up for our Constitution, our institutions of democracy, because MAGA extremists have made it clear they're not going to. In his latest bid for the White House, Trump has continued to rail against Democratic institutions and make false claims about the 2020 election. They rigged the presidential election in 2020, and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election in 2024. He also suggested the U.S. Constitution should be terminated in a social media post. And the former president has outlined plans to dramatically reshape the federal government, including a pledge to use the Justice Department to target political opponents. I mean, if somebody, if I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say, go down and indict them. Mostly, that would be, you know, they would be out of business. They'd be out. They'd be out of the election. Donald Trump has also said that if re-elected to a second term, that he would make it easier to fire civil servants to replace them with loyalists, as well as he would expand his hardline immigration policies, and he has called for mass deportation. Now, this messaging and this outline of what a second term would look like is clearly resonating with some people. We are just about six weeks away from the Iowa caucuses, and he is still leading all of his Republican rivals by a hefty margin in those polls. And it's not just an Iowa. He's also leading them nationally as well. Wolf. Kristen Holmes reporting for us. Thank you very much. Let's get some more on all of this. Joining us now, CNN's Caitlin Collins, a veteran of covering, covering the Trump White House. Caitlin, this is not the first time we've seen Trump try to turn the tables on his opponents, but is this a winning idea for him? Well, it's a tactic that he always uses. I mean, remember in the 2016 campaign lead up after the Access Hollywood tape came out, and then at the next debate, he brought Bill Clinton's accusers to, to the pre-debate. He kind of teased this idea that he might be dropping out and then brought them. He often accuses people of what they accuse him of doing. And this is the argument that President Biden has been making long before he was even in the White House. He believes it was actually helped uh, what helped drive him into the White House was making this argument about democracy. And it's one President Biden plans to use as he is trying to seek a second term here. And I think when Trump is accusing Biden of this, I mean, we can it's not even based on you know just Trump's words. Look at his actions. We all witnessed as he tried to overturn the election results in 2020. 
and it was very clear. And so you don't even really have to look deep into what his advisors are saying or his allies. You can see it in his own actions that he was the one who actually tried to subvert democracy. But it is something that they are trying to use. I mean, they're even going to the great lengths of printing out these signs that say Biden attacks democracy, pushing it out because they want to try to neutralize the argument that they know is going to be the chief one made by President Biden on the campaign trail. Can anything really rein in Trump if there is a second term? I don't think so. I think this is something that you're hearing from people who are working with Trump now saying that it's a positive thing, that he won't be stymied by people working against his agenda. But you hear from a lot of people who worked for him in 2020 or up to 2020 inside the White House who have real concerns about this. I mean, people like John Kelly has spoken out about it, people like Bill Barr, the former attorney general, and their concern and what you hear from other people is that Trump's not going to hire anyone who disagrees with him this time around. He's only going to hire people who not only don't push back on him, but work to carry out his wishes. And that was often a great frustration of his, his first few years in office was because he'd try to get something done and then they would say, that's illegal, it's not doable, you don't have the authority to do that, and he would push back. They're going to be looking to people who, who don't do that. And there's a real concern that there wouldn't be the checks and balances on him if he is reelected because he doesn't have to worry about being reelected again, which is often something that advisors would try to use previously, try to say, well, if you do this, it's gonna hurt your reelection. And he's not going to have the John Kellys and the Bill Bars and those people working for him. They've made very clear that's not who they're going to hire. And as Liz Cheney warned today, House Republicans basically do anything that Trump wants. That's not going to be an effective check either on Capitol Hill. And he's still way, way ahead in all the polls. See what happens. Uh, all right, Caitlin, thank you very, very much. This important note to our viewers, we will all see Caitlin later tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern for The Source. Let's bring in uh, more political experts right now to break all of this down. And Gloria Borger, Liz Cheney says the U.S. is sleepwalking into dictatorship, her words. Is there any reason to think Republican voters, though, are listening? Well, there's one group of Republican voters that are not listening, and those are the Republican voters who are dedicated to Donald Trump and stick with him through thick and thin. And um, the ones who have, who have gone to him since he's been in indicted. Um, but I think there are Republicans uh, who are on the fence who might listen to a Liz Cheney, but I think it's incumbent upon Democrats to continue to bring the receipts about the things that, that Donald Trump is saying, you know, talking about using the Justice Department for personal retribution, how he would hollow out the government with loyalists, uh, mass deportations. Um, and I think that those issues have not been talked about a lot, and maybe a lot of people aren't listening, but it's incumbent upon Democrats to start getting the public to focus on what kind of government there would be in a second Donald Trump term with advisors uh, who are loyal to him and no one else, and it would be Donald Trump unchained. You know, there would be no guardrails. Yeah, it's amazing when you think about it. Scott Jennings, let me get your reaction to more of what Liz Cheney said earlier today in an interview. Listen to this. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. And again, I, I don't say that lightly. Um, and it, it, I think is heartbreaking that that's where we are. But people have to recognize that, that a vote for Donald Trump is a vote against the Constitution. So, Scott, how do you respond? Can you vote for both Trump and the Constitution? Well, um, I, I think that statement is hyperbolic, uh, personally. I guess I have more faith in our constitutional order and in our institutions uh, and our other political leaders. I know we 
obviously had a challenge to that system in, in 2020, and it, you know we all saw it unfold live on our televisions. But the system held, and I actually think the American people are going to deliver a very clear verdict in the next election. I know it's we're talking about it's going to be close in a handful of states and here and there, but I think we're going to clearly see where the American people want to go. I don't know who's going to win, but I, I have more faith in our constitutional order and our institutions than perhaps uh, Representative Cheney, who I respect greatly, is, is uh, espousing right now. Van Jones is with us as, as well. Van, the New York Times writes about this uh, and writes about what could happen in a second Trump administration. Let me read to you a line from the New York Times. Quote, forces that somewhat contained his autocratic tendencies in his first term would all be weaker. As a result, Mr. Trump and his advisors more extreme. Extreme policy plans and ideas for a second term would have a greater prospect of becoming reality. So what worries you most about a second potential Trump term? Well, the fact that he'd probably be better at it. Um, nobody thought he was going to win. He didn't think he was going to win. So he had no actual plan. He had a, a campaign team. He didn't have a governing team. So the whole thing was a dumpster fire from the beginning. But that was actually a good thing because a lot of stuff he wanted to do, he just didn't know how to do. Having worked in the White House, you, fin you spend the first week trying to find the restrooms. I mean, it's not an easy place to learn how to, to operate. So this guy... Uh, winds up getting a bus, he doesn't know how to drive the bus. And so he spends the first four years learning how to drive the bus, and there were people in there who were slowing him down and putting up the guardrails. This time, that won't be the case. Uh, they, you got four years to get ready. Uh, he's got a team of weirdos and wackos who thought this thing through. And when he gets in there, he's going to know exactly what he wants to do, and now he knows how to drive the bus. If you thought he was going fast and furious uh, the first time around, you've seen nothing on the second time around. And it's not just about, oh, you never have another election. You thought that last ride was bumpy? This is going to be insane. And you might have any number of things happen to you and your family that could have been prevented by just good orderly uh, governing that could happen to you, your family, your neighborhood. You have no idea what you're signing up for. You don't like Joe Biden, that's fine. But you don't put your family on a bus driven by a madman because you don't like the, the, the other bus driver. You know, Gloria, we heard Trump uh, now accusing Biden of being a threat to democracy. Should Democrats be concerned that Trump can effectively turn the tables on Biden? Well, uh, Trump uh, does this all the time, Wolf. He accuses people of doing things that he's accused of. And I remember back in 2016 when he was debating Hillary Clinton and she accused him of being a puppet of Putin. And he said, no, you're the puppet. And that's what that's what this is. I think, look, Democrats have to counter it. They have to counter every charge that Donald Trump is making, no matter how ridiculous. And um, I think this will be one of the easier ones for them to counter by reminding people that he tried to overturn a fair election. 